Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of Force Time. My name is Travis, and today I am here with... Hello, it's me. It's Kara. Hi. <laughs> Kara is back, and you can't see it because this is a podcast. This is this is not a YouTube channel or anything, but Kara's name is actually Goggles on the, <laughs> on the screen right here. So you got Tiny and Goggles here today to talk about the Bad Batch. We're back. We've covered episodes 1 through 12 so far, and we are here to talk about episode 13, Infested. And episode 14, War Mantle, today. So, lots to cover. We got two episodes today, and then we're going to do one more episode to cover the final two, which is crazy that we're so pretty crazy. much done with this season. There's two episodes left, which is just insane. There's been so many things, and we'll probably re- reflect a little bit more on our last episode on mm-hmm. all the crazy stuff that's happened because I started kind of listing it out earlier where. I was just like, this happened, this happened, this happened. And it's like, it's such a long season. You kind of forget that Wrecker went crazy because he had the chip in his head and they had to get it out. And you forgot that the Bad Batch had to put on this like big simulation uh, to prove to Tarkin that they were worthy of being to fight for the Empire and things like that, where it's just like all this stuff has happened. And it's just crazy that we're that we're two episodes away from being done. Yeah, and I feel like with each of these uh, episodes we've done with like covering multiple, there always feels like there's so many ways it could go, even up to now. You know, I feel like that's going to keep going until the last final minute. It's going to be like, which way is it going to go? And yeah, it's it's that that whole thing with them and Tarkin feels like so long ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like three months ago. I mean, we we're like wow. sitting. I think it premiered. Did it premiere on May the fourth? I think, I think it, did. it did. Yeah, I think it was in May. Yeah, and we're uh, we're in August now. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's been a long series, but it's cool. I like that it's it's spread out so far, and it gives you time to too. like really think about everything that's happened. You know, I, I love binging shows for sure, mm-hmm. but I think that this just works so well for Star Wars to do it this way and spread it out and uh, we're almost there we're almost there to the end of the season and then we're gonna have to start looking forward to the next thing so we got two episodes to talk about let's let's get started spoilers for the bad batch episodes one through 14 today we'll probably talk about some rebels because there is a big rebels connection here especially Mm. in episode 14 so we might talk a little bit of that um but just a heads up we're, we're talking about it all so turn back if you're looking for a non-spoiler review go somewhere else this is not the place for you so so let's go ahead and let's get started so episode 13 infested is what it was called and every week on twitter i know kara's not on twitter uh we yes (laughs) we talk about that every week but on twitter every week some of the creators of the bad batch like tease it you know, they choose the new episode like, oh, you're going to want to watch this one live when it was the Hera episode or things like that. And so the night before Infested came out, one of the creators was like, oh, tomorrow's episode gets really dark. And I was like, oh, it's already gotten really dark this season before. But if they're saying it's going to get dark, then it it could get really dark. And so I had different expectations from what we got, which kind of, I mean, it didn't matter. I still enjoyed the episode, but it, it didn't really get dark. It, it physically got dark because they were yeah, down in the say, cave. Did they mean the cave? <laughs> yes. Yes. No, hundred percent. It was a play on that. And um, yeah, so I, I, had, I had a little bit different expectations going in, but yeah. Infested, Kara, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, like, on the slower side, but I am a person who's always okay with that. Um, I thought it, I really, really was happy. I'm sure we'll talk more about Sid. I was happy for more Sid content. I feel like it was really interesting to see how her relationship with the Batch continues to change. And, like, you know, sometimes we're not sure how much we can trust her, and even she tells us, you can't. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I feel like she was really loyal to them in this episode and was really working with them. Uh, So that was really interesting to see. Yeah. 
it was a good episode for sure. It was one of those where you can just like sit back and enjoy it. You know, it's not, it wasn't super heavy. It, I don't know. There's always discourse around anything Star Wars always, but people always bring up like, oh, this was a filler episode. We've talked about this before where it's like, it's not a, it's not a, I don't, I don't know. I hate that word <laughs> filler. It's yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I think it's just the expectation that something huge has to happen every single week. And like, that's not what's going to happen over 16 episodes. Like oh. we don't need Cad Bane <laughs> to show up or Hera to like, of course that stuff's awesome, but we right. don't need it to be topped every single week because at some point you're not going to be able to top it. And so I, I really, I really enjoyed this one just because you could just sit back and like enjoy it, see the Bad Batch work together, and the animation is just so good. And Gorgeous. yeah, so it was, it was a good episode. Probably not my favorite of the season, but it was, it was good. I, I did enjoy it. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about Sid. We've talked about Sid a lot. Yes. Can you trust her? Can we not? And so, basically, at the beginning of this episode. They find out, they get back to Ord Mantell after running a job for Sid, and Sid's parlor is taken over by a dude named Roland Durant, which he's really, we'll talk about him too, I really like Roland Durant, (laughs) and it's taken over, and the Bad Batch is like, oh, well, let's get out of here, like, let's take off, (laughs) and Omega's (laughs) like, again, Omega being the voice of reason and the voice of like, hey, maybe we should do like, things for good and not just for money and Mm. which we see in both of these episodes but she's like no we should stay and help sid like she's been helping us you know along the way too and then sid is there and she's like well i'm glad one of you cares (laughs) about me and that was really good but yeah sid is even in this episode still though it's like she threatens them as far as like you're gonna help me or else i'm gonna screw you like right I, i i know that you have Omega. I know that people are after Omega. I don't know if she would actually like do anything with that information, but she's still using it as a threat. And there's still that little bit of like, can you trust her? And Mm -hmm. I think the audience is meant to really like Sid because she's funny. She has the great nicknames for everybody, but yeah, I don't know what, where are you sitting on, on Sid? You trust her fully or is there still like a little bit of doubt in your mind that, she could be bad news for them. There's definitely doubt, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I know. I think I've said this on the the pod before, but like, I just can't imagine even if the situation presented itself that she would, that she would rat them out unless maybe it was like her literal, like, like there was like a blaster to her head, like life on the line, then like maybe, but I don't know. I just can't see her doing it. Like, I think that, I think that the Omega would run rub off on her in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she, she definitely seems to like Omega the most out of all of them from their time with like the chess game and all that. So yeah, I don't know. I just can't see it. Do you like, do you think she would? With Omega in the mix? I trust her. I don't think she would that's, turn on Omega. Yeah. If, that's the ticket I think too. If Omega wasn't there at all, I would not trust Sid whatsoever i I think that's that's valid yeah (laughs) yeah and so and i think omega just has that effect on everybody i mean we even see that Mm -hmm. in this episode with roland who at the beginning of the episode roland's this bad guy he took over the bar but he's like still he's he's kind of a softy because he plays with the little animal ruby and is just like very loving and stuff but he's still like pretty ruthless but then him and omega have that conversation and you kind of see that other side where it's like omega can talk to anybody she i think is cad bane the only one that hasn't responded to her being super sweet you know i think everybody else like fennec kind of softened up to her a little bit but i just think think you could see like when she was talking to crosshair back in like episode two or whatever he was kind of like Huh. Like you could tell he it, it like impacted him a little bit. So Yeah, he was he was contemplating his life pretty hard when she uh when she's <laughs> like I, I know you you're not meaning to do this, like this isn't your fault. And he was really thinking about it. So yeah, Omega, thank God she's in the show for the Bad Batch's sake, because without Omega, still the Bad Batch would they wouldn't be doing anything for good. 
they would just be out for money. Survival, I don't, yeah. Yeah, it seems, I, I think that Hunter kind of has that in him, you know, where he might help out with the Sindulas and, and things like that. But like, he really needs that push from mm-hmm. Omega to make those decisions. And we've seen that like 10 times a season, I feel like. So, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about Roland real quick. So Roland Duran, and they bring up his mother right. a couple times, Issa Duran, how she's yes. like this crime boss. You don't want to mess with her. And in my head, Very I was like, that. yeah, I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, do we know this person? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, you know, it seemed very pointed. And so I like, had to look her up and it's like, no, there's nothing about her except for that. She was mentioned in this episode, mm-hmm. but to me, it felt like it was, you know, it, it did feel like this episode maybe didn't tie into the previous one or the right. one that came after it, but it seemed very pointed that they kept bringing up his mother as this big crime boss. And it seems like that's going to come around eventually, Somewhere, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Where where are you sitting on Roland? I thought he was so, um, just like really smooth. Like I, yeah. I don't know. Whoever the voice, I, I should have looked up who the voice actor was who did his voice. But I thought that the way that they characterized him was really cool. Like he was just so like not. I don't want to say like sl- like slimy. That's not what I mean because he's not like. He doesn't seem like creepy. He's just very like confident. And that was, that was cool. And it was cool to see another Deveronian guy in the mix in this time period. That was cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm super into the crime, crime boss stuff, you know, and obviously with the Pike syndicate coming into play as well in this episode, I was having all the solo vibes, which I love. And he definitely gave me like kind of solo vibes. He was a little bit like Dryden Voss, but maybe not as like, like wild, you know, cause Dryden Voss had, would uh, flip a switch pretty quick. And I think this guy was a little more uh, controlled than that, but yeah, I was feeling a lot of solo vibes, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I felt that big time, especially mm-hmm. in the scene where the Bad Batch comes back into with Sid into Sid's parlor because they think that the job's done and we're going to walk back right. in. But the Pikes are there. And so the Pikes are like, where's our stuff? And mm-hmm. Sid's like, well, we don't have it. And they're like, what do you mean? And then Hunter kind of like cuts him off and he's like, we don't have it yet. And he's like, here's how we're going to, here's what we're going to do though. That was very Han Solo in Solo Star Wars story talking to Dryden about the coaxium. He's like, well, what about, what about unrefined coaxium? Right. Where he's like, but we can do it this way. And he like gets him out of that. And it just, it had that same vibe and the whole like crime boss and the crime families and the pikes and crimson dawn and and all that stuff i'm just i'm super into that and i just i love the vibes that we were getting and i still think there's a chance that that could come into play in the next two episodes too with these these crime you know because it it just feels like there's so many threads and it's like are they all going to come to a head in the next two episodes are or are some of some of those threads going to be left open for a season two but Mm -hmm. the whole like the crime families and syndicates and stuff that's been a common theme throughout this season like here and there where i don't think that would just be thrown in there so yeah i don't know i'm i'm really excited and i i agree with you roland was very smooth he's Mm -hmm. the same species as the devil guy in a new hope the guy that looks like the devil like that's the same (laughs) species and uh, he has the two horns, and at the end of the episode, I thought they were going to kill him. I did, too. And I was, like, right in front of Omega. Oh, my God. And then they, like, chopped down, and then they showed that his horn was cut off, and I felt really yeah, bad for him. Yeah. I did, too. Um, yeah. But it's, like, he, he, you know, I think Roland is one of those characters where his mom's this, like, ruthless crime lord, and he's yeah. just trying to, like do what he thinks she wants him to do and he doesn't I, I think he's i think he's enough of a softy that like he's not 
a hundred percent in to that life, but he's trying yeah. to do it to impress his mother. So I, I hope we get more of the Duran family going forward. Cause he was really cool. Too. Yeah. And I feel like if, if somebody came to him and asked if he had seen Omega or the bad batch, like he would probably lie in like a really smooth way and just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about and I'm too busy for this nonsense. So goodbye. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I think, I hope we see him again too. He was very cool. Yeah, no, he was really good. Another big part of this episode was the mind chase. So the goal for Sid and the batch is to go and sneak back into her place, steal the spice from Roland, sneak it back out. So they have to go, and it was it was so cool. They go like mm-hmm. way underground, Ord Mantel. They go through this old mine shaft that's been abandoned. They go and get the spice, but the catch is that it's infested, hence the name of the show, <laughs> by these like really nasty, huge bugs that blow up green when they shoot them. And it's just, it felt like a Disneyland ride. This mine whole, like going through, getting there, getting the spice and then going back and having to like fight the bugs, fight the bad guys. And it was just, I don't know. The whole sequence was so fun. And I just, I really want a Sid's wild ride at Disneyland. Oh my gosh. Hell yes. Yeah. And I loved like the element of having to be really quiet too. It reminded me of like, a lot of it reminded a lot of the moments when things dropped and stuff reminded me of in Fellowship of the Ring when they're in the the mines in Moria and then uh, Pippin accidentally knocks down that huge suit of armor and it just you just hear it fall and it's like ten seconds of just listening to it fall. It reminded me of that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing that on the way to Sids, they didn't wake up the hive that they were actually, especially with Wrecker. Like, and he, I think he did. He was he the one that dropped the flashlight on the way there. I think he made some noise because yeah. he's very clumsy. But then on the way back, they they wake up the hive because Roland's gang comes after them, and just like a small note on Roland's gang. They looked so cool too. Like the guys that he had working for him, like their helmets were very Kylo Ren ish to me. Like they had those really cool helmets. I really liked their design. It's sad that they all had to get killed by the Pikes in Sid's parlor, but they looked really cool. Yeah, I agree. That was a really cool helmet design for sure. The other like really small thing I really liked about this episode. So they have to go back, get the spice for the pikes and they have to like repel down into the shaft. And there's two things with this that really made me laugh. Of course, Wrecker is afraid of heights. And so he's like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. You know, when he yeah, like, goes down and just, <laughs> I've, we've talked about this, like pretty much every episode that we've recorded for the bad batch is his fear of heights. It's just, it's just really funny to me that they keep that going. It's just like that constant gag. I don't think it's going to even lead anywhere. It just makes me laugh. And then the other part was they are going down and tech is like working on something like echoes. Like we can't wake them up. You know, the bugs are going to, they're going to wake up and tech's like, I'm not, I'm working on that. So of course the bugs wake up, they start flying up, start attacking Sid and Wrecker. Tech puts together this like light explosion that it's kind of like a firework type thing that he throws down. And as he throws it, it's very slight, but he says incoming and he just like throws it down and you never see that from tech. (laughs) Yes. He says incoming. And it's just the funniest thing ever that that little one word from tech really made me laugh. Oh my gosh. Now I have to rewatch for that. I feel like, that's just him like flexing that he had a really good idea and he knows it's going to work, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was definitely getting, definitely getting cocky there, but it was, yeah, you'll have to rewatch and like that. specifically look for that part. It was really good. The episode ends with Roland getting his horn chopped off. The mm. Pike's pretty much saying like, stay out of our business for good. Cause the Pikes are just terrible, awful people, species, people. I, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. 
And then at the very end of the episode, it's really cute. Hunter, you know, Omega's sticking up for Roland the entire time, like let him go. You know, he, he didn't mean it. He, he made it a mistake, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And Hunter asks Omega, like, why did you keep sticking up for him? She's like, I don't know. Ruby likes him. Like maybe he's not all bad. And it was just like, that was the same way she stuck up for crosshair and the way she's just done that consistently where she's just like pure of heart. And I just, mm. the bad batch is getting there. Like they're getting closer to like getting it where yeah. they're seeing like, not everything is bad and good. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, the, you know, times where it's going to be kind of in the middle. And that's something they've never had to worry about before, before this season, because they've always been like, in the war they're fighting who they're um, told to fight and yeah so another just great ending and little talk with hunter and omega it's really cute so let's move on episode 14 the title of this one is war mantle we've heard war mantle a couple times this season specifically at the very beginning when rampart was talking about their plan for the clones their plan for the new soldiers and so we know that this is going to be all about the clones so with war mantle what are your overall thoughts on this episode there was so much to unpack in this episode a lot of stuff that i admittedly did not catch and only caught through listening and watching other people talk about it um this i feel like is is so much of what we've been curious about while watching this show. Like how will they handle the transfer to stormtroopers and from clones, the, you know, to empire era stormtroopers from clones. And like, how does that transition happen and what happens to everyone on Camino? And so we're getting like a little more of that, which is like, really interesting and it's also like i don't know it's like i want all those answers but i'm also afraid for the batch to be in that situation you know like i don't know it's just again it could go so many ways there was a there was a lot to unpack what did you think yeah it's one where i'm gonna have to continue watching to catch everything because Mm -hmm. there's so many different conversations of things that it's almost like there's been this constant storyline of Camino, the clones, and what's going to happen with them, like you said. But we don't get that every single episode. So you right. forget about things that happened four episodes ago, conversations mm-hmm. that were had. Because there's a lot of really important conversations in this one between the Kaminoans and Rampart. And then between the Bad Batch and Gregor. Because right. there's just there's a lot going on. And I think that... I know at least for me, like it would be helpful for me to remember all this stuff and like write it all down or something is to go back and like watch the specific Camino episodes and the specific like Rampart and cloning, like those episodes to kind of keep that constant thread because we go away from that a little bit when we go to Ryloth and Mm -hmm. when we go on these side adventures, like helping sit out. And so I'm going to have to like really dig back into it, but it was really good i really liked it gregor is back which we've talked about this before me and you and i i don't want to speak for you but we've talked a lot about this Uh, we're not super familiar with like all the clones and like all the different squads and uh, all the different people when i saw this clone at the very beginning i was like who is this you know i I was Mm -hmm. like i'm sure it's someone i was like is that hauser you know it's kind of dark it's like Mm. who's running through the forest and then we get the call from rex to the bad batch and he's like i really need you to do this for me you gotta go get this guy out and Mm -hmm. then they get there and he's like oh yeah my name's gregor and i did recognize gregor from rebels because that is one of rex's buddies from rebels But I don't think that you needed to know that this was a guy that we've seen before. I think it works on its own. I I don't know. We're, I agree. We're, we're, how are you feeling about the like Gregor? I, I'll put it in quotes. Reveal. Um, yeah. But I think it it works either way, right? Yeah, because I definitely like you said. Like I think we talk about it a lot because it comes from like 
a place of like deep <laughs> guilt and shame that we both have that we don't know all of them <laughs> as well as we yeah we, yeah but um but I definitely figured that it was someone we knew but I don't know I was so taken with his personality that I definitely wanted to know more you know um it's interesting because like you know we're seeing and I, I'm sure we'll get into this but like we're seeing these clones that these regs if you will that are seemingly not impacted by the chip in the way that we've that we saw towards the beginning of the season like Hauser and and Gregor so it's like it's so interesting to see like a personality like Hauser who is still very like I feel like he's very like military still like very straight laced and stuff even though he is kind of questioning what's going on whereas Gregor is like just over it you know and it's so interesting to see like the the contrast between even just the two of them that we've met so far and yeah it's just that question of like you know as soon as you see a reg your first question is do they still have their chip and what is it doing to their brain so like as soon as i saw him that was my first question and then you start hearing him talk and it's like wait does he still have his chip what is going on you know so yeah i was definitely like uh, pulled in with him immediately and he's yeah. funny he's funny <laughs> yeah he was he was funny and so we've seen him in rebels with mm-hmm. old timer rex we've seen him also in the clone wars and he's in one of my favorite arcs of all of the clone wars which is a sunny day in the void right arc where it's meber gascone and a bunch of droids out in the desert right. just getting into hijinks like those episodes and they get a bad rap like when people put together a list like least favorite episodes but i just i love and i think it was blast points has uh did an episode on a sunny day in the void and it it made me appreciate it even more but then you go back and watch it and just like you're not thinking about okay what are Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, you're just thinking about like, Oh, this is star Wars. And yeah. if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the clone wars, sunny day in the void, and I can't remember the, it was a three episode arc. I can't remember the names of the other two, but Gregor shows up in the second one where he is a clone that has amnesia where he doesn't remember that he's a clone. And so Mieber Gascon has to be like, Hey, like, you're a clone. And he's like, what's a clone? Like, what's, what's that mean? And so he has to like, find it out the hard way. And it is so good. And so that's where we first see Gregor. And then when we see him in the, in rebels, we see him with Rex where they're older, obviously, and kind of doing something completely different. And I don't want to, I, I really like normally I, I always say like, Oh, we're going to talk about spoilers. I don't want to spoil the beginning of his st- story when we see him in the Clone Wars because go watch that arc, A Sunny Day in the Void. It's it's so good. I, 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 if you hate it, yell at me online. I don't care. It's Just go watch it. It's really good. I don't want to spoil his story in Rebels either because it's a really good story. So if you haven't seen either of those, go watch them. And I had to really think about it because when I heard Gregor my mind went to rebels. I didn't think about uh, the clone wars right away. Cause I couldn't remember what that clone's name was. And right. then I made the connection and it was, it was very cool to see Gregor come up in that. So yeah, shout out yeah, to sure. Gregor for being part of some of the coolest uh, star Wars animated <laughs> series. So sure. yeah. So, so let's go ahead and talk about, the clones versus the new troopers, the TK troopers. Mm -hmm. So Gregor is on this planet in this hidden military base training the new stormtroopers. Like that was his job. And he realizes that's bad. (laughs) He sees what the empire is doing. He's like, this is not cool. I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. anymore. So he tries to leave, gets taken down and the bad batch has to go in and save him. So what's going to happen? Let's just like get into it right now. What's going to happen with the clones because they have them now training the new troopers, but at the same time, Rampart and Tarkin like don't like the clones. Mm -hmm. And even in this episode, the Kaminoans are like, well, they'll get, they don't have a need for the clones anymore. Is that because the clones 
cost more than recruiting people throughout the empire. I'm guessing Maybe. they're definitely more cost efficient, you know, to to recruit people. But where are we get? Where are we at? Explain it to me like I'm five right now. How where are we at with the, with the clones and, and what's going to happen happen with them? Because there's there's so many different threads that it's 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 just a lot. It is, and and I don't think I don't think I know because that's the biggest speculation I have is like where where do they go? You know, like that's been such a big mystery all throughout this is like it changes from being clones to being recruited or stolen later, whatever. We're not getting that people. So like what, when does that change happen? How do they phase them out? How do clones age? Is it, that's another thing that I've always been kind of like confused about, but I've just kind of welcomed it as a, plot hole that doesn't matter like you know that kind of thing like it's i don't care it's fine they age but, however like, the story needs them to yeah <laughs> yeah which is again totally fine with me like i couldn't care less but like yeah so that's that's and you know my favorite one of my favorite head cannons is that you would just be going around the galaxy and you would stop by some like auto parts shop to fix your ship and there would be like four clones working there and it would just be like, Oh, those guys all look kind of similar. You know, that's one of my like favorite headcanons. So I don't know. It's like, and then I, especially I feel like the direction of where that could go is even more um, like up in the air after what happened with Hauser at the end of the Ryloth arc with him kind of standing up for this being wrong. And then all those clones joining with him, that's, that mixed with the Gregor thing. Yeah. Something is definitely brewing with them. And then we even see, we see young clones in this one with walking around with Nala say. So yeah, I, I just don't know. That's something that's like really stumping me. And I, I can't wait for like this season to be over to look back at all of it, you know, and try and like, I mean, if we get answers, which we very well could not. So yeah, it feels that way for sure. It's like, oh, we only yeah. have two episodes to cover all of this. It's like, no, they're going to save some for another season, most likely. For sure. But yeah, Gregor says clones are soldiers of a republic that doesn't exist. The new troopers right. come from all over the galaxy, swear allegiance to the Empire, and there is an endless supply of them. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely the empire is definitely going for quantity over quality because they're not bred for the military. They're going to have to be trained, right? The, the clones, even the kid clones in this one are like, well, we'll still be soldiers. Right. And all say is like, Oh yes. Like that's what you were, were made for. But the, right. the new recruits from all over the galaxy they're they weren't made to be soldiers. They're just pledging their allegiance to the empire. So I don't know. Obviously probably a fatal flaw of the empire is like trying to <laughs> cut costs because it's like, you're in charge of everything. Why are you worried about having to pay the commute or the Kaminoans? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, can't you just go in and, and do it? That's what you do with every other planet. And, right. and another thing is like, you've been able to control the clones with, by putting chips in their heads. You can't do that with all these, people random people coming from all of the galaxy so i don't know uh the empire was not i love tarkin but man <laughs> I, I don't know i think this was uh i think this was a mistake on his part but yeah it was it was very interesting to see gregor talk about that and let's let's talk about camino next so yeah. we go back to camino which has been one of some of my favorite parts of this entire season same i still can't believe we're there like yeah it's it's like and we're spoiled because it's like we're there all the time too it's like at the beginning of the season it's like oh my god and the trailer is like oh my god we're going to camino and now we've been there like 10 times it's like if you go to like if you get a season pass for disneyland it's like yeah it's really cool but it's going to be cooler for the person that only gets to go there like once every five years it's like some of the (laughs) coolness like wears off a little bit but Mm -hmm. yeah we've been lucky to go to camino and so we get a lot of crosshair stuff in this episode crosshair tells rampart that the operation is ahead of schedule 
And then Rampart says, good, get all the clones mobilized. So is the operation getting all the clones off of the planet or getting them mobilized? What are they mobilizing for? Are they going to like get rid of all of them at the same time? Like what is, what is the plan? Because when it's just very ominous how Crosshair says, yeah, the operation is ahead of schedule and we don't Mm -hmm. know specifically what the operation is, but it seems really bad news for the clones. Yeah, it definitely does. And then like right after that, we see Nalase walking with the kid clones Mm -hmm. and then they're basically like the empire canceled their contract with us. And so it's all about money again, where it's like, can't you print your own money? You know, if you're the empire, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I I think they just don't like the Kaminoans. I don't think they like Mm -hmm. the clones. I think they want to do, they want, I think Tarkin especially wants the honor of building this army and not someone else building the army for him. And so I, I don't know the, Things aren't going well for the Kaminoans at all. Not. We, we've said for a while, Lama Sue has got to go because Lama Sue was the one after Omega. And okay. at the end of this episode, it seems like Lama Sue is gone. Is Lama Sue dead? We didn't see it. We didn't hear any blaster fire. We didn't see a body. We didn't hear a blaster. We didn't see a body. There's, it's like, he definitely could be. There's no reason that he that they wouldn't kill him that I can think of. But at the same time, I don't really know what they're doing. Like, it, and then it. I mean, we're gonna have to do Grogu watch at some point because here it is, right here. Is this it? Yep, this is it. Okay. <laughs> well, because. My thing is, I think we're up to yellow again because A, we're on Camino. Every time we're there, the threat level goes up just naturally. But also because for him so specifically to say that they wanted to keep a scientist. Yeah. That was like, as soon as they said that, my Grogu alarm was went off. But I mean, at the same time, I don't know how that could possibly fit into these next two episodes. But at the same time... You know, we're there. We're talking to. We want to keep the scientist. That I think. I mean, I, again, I don't know, but I think Grogu watches definitely. We're at DefCon Yellow for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what were we? La- we were at green. I think. I think we were all the way down to green. We last were. Time. Because, yeah, because we hadn't. We hadn't been anywhere near anything. Grogu ish. Yeah. But I feel like. I feel like we're back again. <laughs> Back to yellow, not to orange. We were at orange a few weeks ago. It was it was getting heavy when we were. I think that was the one with the vats of the like cloned Kaminoans or whatever oh, it was. That was orange. Yeah, yeah, that was that was getting uh, pretty hot there. But uh, yeah, I no, I agree. I think it was very pointed again. Yeah, that they say like we don't have use for a politician, but we do have use for a scientist, and then, that's another one of those like running things now that. In Rogue One, Galen Erso is like being held by the Empire because he's a scientist and he's like helping them with the Death Star plans. That's and true. then, like you said, in the Mandalorian, you know, the client has Dr. Pershing, who has the Kaminoan patch, basically working for him mm-hmm. seemingly against his will, too. And so it's like that that need for scientists and like the cloning and stuff. It's just like, I don't know. The it it's very interesting to me, but on like in the back of my head, I'm like, how weird are they going to get with this cloning thing? <laughs> cause I can't it, tell. Yeah. Cause, and I, I mean, we don't see it, you know, from basically revenge of the Sith on because, you know, obviously we're seeing it now that they're getting ready, rid of the cloning factory, but it's like those little pieces are still left. And Nala say is still left. And, I don't know. It's 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 getting weird for sure. Yeah, and I feel like they keep kind of going like how weird are we going to get with the cloning stuff? They go, they take a step towards it, but then they take three steps backwards. So it's like this was another step towards it, and now the question is in these next two episodes are they going to take another step towards it or are we going to go 
three steps backwards and go in a different direction. And I, I really don't know. I don't know. I think Lama Sue is probably a goner. In my head, it's like, okay, they didn't, they didn't show or they didn't have any blaster bolts and didn't right. like show a body. Cause it's somewhat, it's still a cartoon. It's a kid's show. But, like we've seen work in this show already. Like they burned down an entire camp of innocent people you know, when Crosshair went into Sagarera's camp. And so we've seen dark stuff. So it's like, we didn't hear anything. And we know that the troopers that they sent in there, like, are they just good soldiers following orders right now? Or could they be paid off? Or could they be talking to something else? Yeah. Or it's like, did they kill him? Or did they just take him prisoner? Yeah. Like, you know, just in, in case they found a use, maybe they just locked him up or something. Yeah, I don't know. I I love that Lama Sue when when Rampart comes in, and Rampart's like, "Yeah, we found your like head medical person Nalase sneaking some clones off of off world, and that's very disappointing." And Lama Sue's like, "Well, that's surprising." After Lama Sue told Nalase to like get the essential, <laughs> she's like, "That's very disappointing." Like, I'll make sure to to really you know reprimand her or whatever. It's like, dude, come on, you're the worst, Lama Sue. Just hashtag the absolute has gotta go. Lama Sue's gotta go. Lama, hashtag Lama possibly gone. But yeah, so <laughs> we, we get a we get a lot of good clone content, a lot of good Kaminoan content. I thought that the whole story on the planet Darrow, I think it was Darrow, Darrow, yeah. uh, was was really good. It was such a cool set piece, right? From the very beginning, Gregor's running through the jungle and then yeah. They show like this giant mountain that Hunter like tracks tracks them to basically is like no right. they dragged this clone to this place and then they're like wow something's going on in there and then they get in there we get awesome elevator content mm-hmm. Star Wars elevators is Love always it. so cool so they're like jumping on top of the elevator to the side and inside and they go in they rescue Gregor mm-hmm. and. It felt very, to me, like once they got inside, it felt very a new hope to me. And I think that had to do a little bit with the music because there was yeah. that one music cue and it, I think they actually played it on Camino, but it like went right before they, it shifted back. And it was like that do, 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 do. And that's like very a new hope and the whole like them going into the mountain. It, I don't know. It felt very like, they're going to save princess Leia from in the death star. You know, it's just, I don't know. It was, it was very, it was a really cool rescue mission and we got to see some new clones. We saw the clones with the shiny helmets where their eyes are. Don't know why it's shining there, but I think we've seen, so I I had to look this up and, and I put it out earlier. I put a question out and asking if anyone had questions for the pod. We got a couple and friend Hannah at Beskar underscore Kyber 15 on Instagram. Probably the biggest clone fan that I know. Like she knows everything about the clones and every single like clone number and their name, what color helmet they got. Like she's very into clones and it's so cool because my knowledge of clones is very low, but she asked, is Sev okay? Is Sev all right? And kind of was like laughing about it. And so I was like, I don't think I know Sev. I felt like I heard the name before, but I had to look it up. And so the Delta Squad is a group of clones that we've seen, I think, once in the Clone Wars. And then outside of that, more in like video games and novels. And so Sev is one of the clones from that squad that he gets left behind on a mission to Kashyyyk and all we know about Sev is that Sev is missing in action. And it was kind of that, I think it it's kind of parallels Hunter's story where at the end of this one, Hunter gets left because he's, he's like, you guys have to leave or else we're screwed. Like leave me here, save yourselves. I think it's kind of the same situation. So shout out to Hannah. Um, But we do get, and so I I was like, Oh, that's what those cool looking like clone helmets were as the Delta squad. So um, I'm glad that she said that because I wouldn't have made that connection until I would have like watched other things or listened to other people talk about it. Cause yeah, my clone knowledge is, is low. Yeah. Same here. But that was very, very cool. Another, another big, part of this episode we've talked about gonky 
a couple times. So a few episodes ago, I was like, yeah, the Bad Batch, they're missing something. It's a droid because they got to work with the droid when they were going to get that senator out. And I was like, that droid was really helpful. Like, they need a droid. And you're like, well, they have Gonky. I was like, well, Gonky doesn't do anything. (laughs) And then right after we talked about that, the very next episode, it was like, we found out that Gonky's defective. And Omega had that really good moment where she's like, oh, we're defective too, you know? And so Omega, like, fixes him, I think, or fixes fixes them and so so in this episode we get a gonky moment gonky saves the day because they are on the ship and they're flying away from the empire and they're getting shot down the shields are going down and they're like oh our shield systems are down and it's kind of like that moment you know in the phantom menace where it's like oh our shields are down hope one of these droids can help out but gonky plugs in gets the shields back up and Gonky finally helps. So are we going to see more Gonky content, like actually I doing something? So. I hope oh, so. I really hope so. It's the best. So cute. And yeah, I really, really <laughs> like that. Also speaking of like just on the ship moments, but it happened later too, but I don't know. I just want to talk about echo. Is that on your list of things to talk about? Yeah, no, we I should. Feel like we should I've been, yeah. I've been dying for some echo content and, um, and I, I think this episode was really interesting for him, like directly relating Gregor's situation to the situation that he had been on in on Skako Minor and how uh, Rex and the Batch came to to get him and for him to like immediately relate it to that and also to immediately want to support and help Rex, like no matter what. Um, I really liked that. I thought that was interesting because I think, you know, usually they have these kind of arguments where it's like, oh, what should we do? Is it the right thing to do? Is it safe? Like, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to Rex, Echo's like, I don't care. Like, we're going. (laughs) Like, we have to go help Rex. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I just think Echo is, is a very interesting character. I saw somebody, I won't take any credit for this. I saw it in, like, a common thread on Blast Point's Patreon episode or something. But someone suggested that like what if echo leaves the batch to go be with rex at the end of this season and i thought that was that really got my brain going a little bit uh i think that could be really interesting yeah echo is super interesting because echo wasn't clone force 99 right he was was a rig technically yeah that you know that they went and saved. He was, Mm -hmm. he was very beat up from being held prisoner and like them plugging into his brain and like, yeah, it was, it was awful. And so he becomes a member of the bad batch at the, Mm -hmm. at the end of the bad batch arc in, in clone Wars. So it's not like he was defective, you know, quote unquote, like the bad batch claims that they are he fit in more with the bad batch because he makes that choice at the end of that that arc right to go with the bad batch and so i was really hoping they'd like play into that and i know that with that many characters of the bad batch it's hard to like give them all their own story and like i know that that a big knock on the bad batch has been like are they ever going to develop tech and echo, right? Like, are they going to give them more time? Cause Wrecker's yeah. got a lot of time, obviously Hunter being the leader, um, Omega being a main character. Those two have kind of been to the side, but they've had their moments and they've had a lot. And I think that that was super interesting that he mm-hmm. used that specific example. Like you guys yeah. saved me. And, and it was like a dire situation where it was very he- heavily guarded there, you know, like Admiral mm-hmm. trench, was there and with his like <laughs> goons you know and so it's it's like i don't know i i was really glad he got that moment and he really challenges and he's really challenged hunter a lot this mm-hmm. season and it's always like that little like kind of digs because he is that rig you know or he still has that in him too where right. he's not always just going to be like oh well, hunter's our leader he's like no i'm gonna challenge hunter and mm-hmm. yeah seeing him be like so loyal to rex was really cool and rex's robe is just dope he looks so cool it's just good but that's another question where what was he doing where is he what's going on is he okay like what i that's i'm very concerned well 
I'm not because I kind of know like he's going to be okay for a while, (laughs) but yeah, but still, yeah, he's like, no, I'm, I'm working on this or it's like, what's going on over there? Is he, Mm -hmm. is he fighting in something? Cause that was another thing that's like, they seem to like look in the camera at you when they said that, or they're like, you know, Rex is like, I I have this going on right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, are they going to have to go help him now that they have Gregor? They, they do have Gregor. Obviously they don't have Hunter at the end of this episode. So are they going to have to take Gregor to Rex? And then is Rex going to help them get, get Hunter and who's with Rex. And we know who Rex's BFF is after season seven of the clone wars. Are we going to see Ahsoka? I can't imagine that. I I can't. I think it would be. Uh, I mean, I I'm never going to say that anything that they shouldn't do anything because I'm open to anything. Like whatever, just do it. But I don't think that that would be good because I just don't think I I don't. It would be just be too much. Like you know what I mean. Like we can't bring in another because also like you know with with live action happening and all that, it's like, is it really smart to start playing those up so close to each other? I don't know. But at the same time, season seven was right before season two of Mando. So maybe it's not that out of the question. I think that they shouldn't do that. Like there's too much other stuff going on, you know, like we can't, we just can't maybe like in a distance or like, give a wave but like we can't we can't do that there's two my brain can't handle that right now i don't i don't think it would work because i don't think at this point with ahsoka like she's you know presumed dead like she put her all down and she's kind of on the run yeah Yeah, so she's not i don't think she's gonna be ready to be like oh yeah we'll go to this giant base where the empire is where they're going to be loaded up and like ready because they know yeah, and hang out with all these wanted people. Like, I don't think that's a good plan. Yeah. It's, it's probably not in her best interest, but I am very curious to see if Rex comes back and helps mm-hmm. them or like, what if we get that maybe the next episode opens with Rex, like on his mission or whatever he's doing. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was, that was interesting, but yeah, man, he looks, he just looks cool in that robe. Very it's cool. So <laughs> yeah. Love Rex. Oh. So it, like we think of the episode ends, right? Like Hunter gets yeah. captured, whatever. And then the bad batch, like Omega's heartbroken. She's like, we have to go back for him. And then it kind of cuts to a, a new scene and it's Hunter and his cell. And don't you know, it's crosshair coming up and he's like, well, I hoped for the whole, whole squad, but I'll take you what's this conversation going to be like? What's going to happen? Are they going to get Crosshair's chip out? Is Crosshair going to continue to be a jerk or is he going to like turn back? I, I did his head injury mess up his chip and he's been going, he's been like working undercover kind of, or did his chip come out and he doesn't care and he's just bad guy. Yeah. Which is, you know what I've been saying for a while. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, it's so, it's so hard to tell because there's been so many hints, like small hints, like those looks that we saw uh, mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago where it's like it lingered on him uh, mm-hmm. and Hauser. And mm-hmm. then later on it lingered on just crosshair as he like looked up at the ship and it's like, what is going through his head? And I, I think that if he didn't have the chip, there's a possibility that he'd still be like, Oh yeah, the empire's right. Like I should fight for the empire, but right. I don't think that he would like, I think that he would realize that he's being used by rampart. Right. Because rampart has been, has been pretty terrible to crosshair throughout True. this entire thing. And I don't think crosshair would really go for that if he didn't have his chip. Yeah. So I don't know, but they had two episodes to get Hunter out and to possibly resolve crosshair. I just don't know. You know what I want to do? I want to go back before these next two episodes and rewatch the interaction that Crosshair and Hunter had when they were chasing after Kanan. Because um, mm. I feel like that's the, because it's not the last time they saw each other, but it's the last time that the two of them, like, I want to watch that. And then the whole thing with them being 
in the cell and everything like that beginning arc of them on, on Camino. Cause that was really the last time that they like spoke, you know? And uh, so I don't know. I think I want to watch that before this. Cause I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. I don't know. Two episodes left. There's so many different ways that the next two episodes can, could go. It's like, the crosshair stuff, we're still hanging on a lot of Omega stuff. That's like the main two, I guess, but also just like, where are they going to go? What is what? Like, yeah. yeah. How are they going to get Hunter out? Is, are they going to call in Sid? Are they going to call in for reinforcements? I mean, they can't really put together like a big army to go into. Cause there's, they said that, I think they said there's, I think they said there was 1000 TK troopers at this right. base and 50 clone commandos. And so it's pretty heavily guarded this secret base that they put together. So they're definitely going to need some help. They don't have their leader. And are they, they going to leave us hanging with Hauser? Are we going to see them again? Like yeah, that's Hauser, Cad Bane. The last time we saw Cad Bane, he was pissed. Right, because he didn't yeah, have Omega. Yeah, he wasn't like called off or anything. Right, and we don't unless know that. Yeah, unless he knows that Lamasu is dead, so Cad Bane could still be in the mix. Nalase is alive, so Nalase could get the word out to somebody to try to help her. I don't know. Boba Fett still much out there are somewhere. They, that's what I was gonna say. How much are they? Because the next thing we have besides visions, which is you know on this a different thing. The next thing we have after this is book book of Boba. So like, are are they yeah. gonna want this to like super? I mean, it already connects to that. Are they gonna push that further in these next two episodes? Or I just don't know. Everything we've seen over the last couple years has made me believe that yes, they do want to tie everything in together. Which it, good and bad, right? There's good and bad to everything, right. but well, yeah. it's. You know, they they planted so many seeds in Mandalorian season two where I was like, oh, and it feels like even a lot of the stuff in season one, the Bad Batch is like, how long have they been working on this? You know, because like Fennec Shan showed up in season one of the Mandalorian and in Bad Batch and in season two of the Mandalorian. And it's so it's it's all working together. Yeah, they're gonna have to get Hunter out somehow. I don't know. But we we only have we only have one more episode. To talk, we're going to talk about the final two, yes, on Force Time. So, so this is our last one that we can even speculate for season one. So, let's go on record. Okay. Yes or these are yes or no questions. Okay. Does Crosshair have his chip still? I say no. I say yes. I still. Okay. I think. Okay. He, I think okay. he's got it. So this one doesn't apply to you since you said no, but. My follow-up for myself now, apparently, okay. is do they get it out? I don't think they get it out. This is not mm. yes or no. I don't think they get it out, but I do think it like malfunctions or something. I think that something okay. happens where they he he does it. Do you think M- Crosshair stays with the Empire or he gets reunited with the Bad Batch? Oof. <laughs> I think he. I think he stays with the Empire. I think. I don't think he comes back. I just can't see it. I don't know. I, I think he ends with the Bad Batch. Whether I, I think that he does. I think that he's going to be very confused. And yeah. he's going to take a lot of convincing. But I think that he does. I don't know. It's so, so hard to I tell. Mean, I, I don't know what I that. want. Like, I, yeah. I want that for him. Yep, for sure. Do we see Cad Bane again this season? I'm going to say no, only because the focus has drifted from Omega being wanted in the past couple episodes. You know what I mean? Like that really hasn't been as much of a thing, especially because they keep just leaving her places. (laughs) Oh my God. They left her with the Pikes this time. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was going to say earlier. They just like Pikes are like, no, you have to leave with her and then leave, you know, and they all pull their blasters on them. Right. And then Sid's like, no, like you don't want to mess with the Pikes or it's like, they've been messing with the empire this whole time. Like, why can't they mess with the pikes? And they just, 
Yep, we'll leave her here. She'll be fine. That <laughs> ugh, very Mandalorian season one, where it's like, yep, just very... keep leaving the baby. So do we yeah, see Bob? So... so you say okay. So you said no, Cad Bane. I'll say. I don't think so. I'll say. I'll say no, Cad Bane either. Okay, Boba Fett. <laughs> that's woof. That's a that's a maybe. It has to be yes or no. We're on the record. Oh man. Um, then I would say no. I would say I think no, but I won't be surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean, I I'll say no too. But after because huh. we're only going to record one more for the final two episodes, my yeah. mind could change after the next one episode before the finale. I agree. Totally yep. agree. So that's yeah. tough. That's tough. Okay, well, we got we got that sorted out. So there's our predictions. So I, I'm not a huge on predictions because I don't care no, which way either. it goes. Love like that. I could like if Boba Fett shows up, awesome. If he doesn't, like no problem by me. That's it's totally still good. I'm sure it's still gonna be good. So we're gonna yeah. see him very soon. So it's fine. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of boba very soon. Oh. But yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all our all our predictions, all our speculation. I think we covered it all. One more episode of Force Time, two more episodes of Bad Batch. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And we're going to get some answers, some answers, probably more questions, but that's okay. <laughs> As always. <laughs> so, Kara, can you tell yes. the people where to find you, not on Twitter, and what you got going on? And please tell us about your Patreon. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram into a larger world by Kara with a K into a larger world by Kara. Uh, you can find me there. I'm going to be opening a limited run of a dyad themed print shop coming on Friday, August 6th. Um, it'll probably be open for about two weeks. So it'll just be all of my uh, Kylo slash Ben and Ray prints, a couple new things I've been sharing uh, so check out that if you're interested. Um, the zine is popping. The August issue is coming very soon. I'm really excited about kind of the theme I put together for this one. I don't know. It's just fun. I think people will like it. So that's exciting. I'll be revealing that this week. I just set a goal for 300 subscribers by the end of this year. And I'm just, I, I'm just going to start putting that out in the universe. That's my goal. So um, so it's been great. All is well there. I do have a Patreon where I post just a ton of madness and fun and I'm on YouTube, but don't worry about that. So yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> check it all out. Subscribe. If you're not subscribed already to the zine, get on it. Help care get to 300 because that would be so big. And you're already wow. like well over 200, I believe. So ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So congrats on that again, by the way. So definitely subscribe to the zine. Check out Kara on Instagram and definitely like check out the Patreon and the YouTube. YouTube channel is really fun too. So Thank check you. it all out. We'll put all that in the show notes. I do have one more question that was submitted oh. uh, by Stephanie. We both know Stephanie, Daphimiri Witch. And yeah. her question was, how am I supposed to wait a whole week for the next episode? And I totally agree with that because this cliffhanger at the end of this one where it's crosshair and Hunter are that one was where I was just like, Oh my God, I have to know what happens next. Like, I think this was the only episode I've written. Well, when they got Omega, but you kind of knew they were going to get Omega back. We know we're, right. they're going to get Hunter, but like, what's the, con I want to know what's going on with crosshair more than like them saving Hunter. Cause Hunter will get out of it. But oh, yeah. yeah, I agree, Stephanie. Thank you for the question because I feel the same exact way. Same here. Big time. <laughs> All right. You can find the show on Twitter at Force Time Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Force Time Pod. Have some really cool things coming up. Chain Code, Harrison Dula is coming up very soon. We're recording yeah. very soon. It should be out next week. And I also have a couple more things coming up. So... I put it out there the other day about Star Wars comics, about like, hey, do you do you read these? If not, that's okay because there's so many comics to keep up with. It's very hard to keep up with. But right now, there is a really cool tie-in event with War of the Bounty Hunters going on, which is basically the story between 
The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and it has to do with all the bounty hunters being after a frozen Han Solo. And things get crazy in the series. It's so good. And I was like, I have to talk. I've, I haven't done any comics. And I, I've read a lot of the comics over the last couple of years. And I haven't talked about it on the pod. And so I got someone that is going to cover all of these episodes, or all of these issues. There's 34 issues in this wow. series. So we're going to break it up and do like five or six issues at, at a time. But we're going to cover it that way if you're not super into comics, which again totally fine it's so much but if you're not but you still want to kind of know what's going on with the story because maybe you've seen people posting about it or you've just seen people talking about it or heard about it it's such a cool story and we're going to talk about it all so that'll be coming up in the next few weeks as well and then i'm working on a couple other really exciting episodes for probably late august slash september so definitely stay tuned for that leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts if you enjoy the show and until next time may the force be with you